Well, good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to Ignite Depot. My name is Apostle Milton Jones. I want to thank you for joining us tonight and just let you know that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God and the Father. Man, we've had a great time. This is going to be a great message. We're in 2023 in the name of Jesus. This is a year of the blessing of the Lord, which makes us rich and adds no sorrow with it. Glory be to God. This is our year of completion in Jesus' name. So I want you to buckle a buttercup and get ready, get ready, get ready, for we have a word for you right now in due season. But before I get started, one of the things, I want to pray for someone. I'm praying for people who are who are believing God for healing, healing in their body, healing in their emotions, healing in their relationships, healing in their family, healing in their circumstances right now in the name of Jesus. If you, you stretch forth your hand right now and just release your faith with me as we pray in Jesus name. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up your sons and daughters before you now in Jesus name. We declare, Father God, that by Jesus stripes they're healed from the crown of their heads to the very soles of their feet. Father, we declare in the name of Jesus that there's no weapon that's formed against them shall prosper. Every tongue rose against them in judgment. We condemn and we find to be in the wrong. Satan, we command you to lose your hold offer God's children right now. Every spirit of infirmity, every spirit of sickness and disease, every spirit of of fear and anxiety and depression and worry and inferiority, we would command you to release your hold offer God's children right now in the name of Jesus. I declare that they're not only healed, Father, but they're whole, where there's nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. Everything that was lost, everything that was stolen, everything that was wasted is restored back to them now in Jesus' name. Father, we give you alone the glory, the honor, and praise for it. In Jesus' name, let us all say amen, amen, amen. Just receive it. Just say, Father, right now, I receive it. I receive my healing. I receive my deliverance. I receive my wholeness. My family is restored. My relationships are restored. My finances are restored. My circumstances are turned around all to the glory of God. We thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, my name is Apostle Milton Jones. I'm the lead pastor here at Ignite Depot, and I want to thank you so very much for joining us tonight. Again, like we said, this is going to be a good a good word, a word in due season. We, we began it last week uh, talking about God is preparing you for the new, but we're going to pick up and we're going to build on it now in the name of Jesus. Are you ready? Go ahead, lean all the way in. Get ready, get ready, get ready. You go, I'm going to ask you to get a, a notebook, a pen, a piece of paper, a tablet, an iPhone, a Samsung, whatever you have, so you can take some notes so you can go back after we get off and you can review the notes that we went over tonight in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Now, we're going to go ahead and make our declaration. Our declaration is in accordance to Isaiah 61 1, which says this It says that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, of the opening of the prison to them that are bound, and proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all. Who mourn. He says this. He says, to appoint to them that mourn in Zion, to give them the beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And we're going to read verse four. It says this. It says, and they shall rebuild the old waste, and they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities. 
the desolation of many generations. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. And we thank you for this time in your word. Father, we thank you that our preaching and teaching will not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but let it be in demonstration of spirit of power that the faith of the people lie not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of the most high God. Father, right now, I decrease that you may increase all of you and none of me. Father, let my tongue be the pen of a ready writer, writing the very oracles of your word on the tablets of their heart. We are mindful to give you alone all of the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. In Jesus' name, let us all say amen. And reach out there. Come on down from the very beginning. Reach out all the way out there with your faith and pull it till you say, I'm receiving my word for this season now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if I was to give this message a title, the title of this message tonight would be, He's Bringing You Out. Say that with me. He's bringing you out. Now, last week when we was talking about how God prepares you for the new, and he's been preparing you from the new, how last year, 2022, was a year of correction, direction, protection, and perfection. And we talked about how the, the correction is when he raises you back up to a standard of truth so he can turn you into a new direction in the way that you should go. He says, because it's ultimately for your protection that keeps you from all hurt, harm, and danger. He says that I may bring you to a place of protect for perfection. Perfection means Nothing missing, nothing broken, a place of wholeness. He says, I'm bringing you out. Say that with me. I'm, God is bringing me out. Come on, say it one more time like you mean it. God is bringing me out. Now, God is bringing you out. God's bringing me out. God's bringing, it, bringing us out. And the thing about God, the thing I really love about him is God always, always, always alerts his people before he does anything. In fact, he says this in Amos chapter three, verse number seven, he says, he says, surely the Lord does nothing. He does nothing unless he reveals his secret counsels to his servants, the prophets. He says this, he says, like a lion, a lion has roared. Who will not fear? He says, the Lord has spoken. Who can but prophesy? In other words, God says, before I do anything, he says, I'm going to tell you first. He also goes on to say here in Ezekiel chapter 46 and 10, he says, God declares the end from the very beginning. So you don't even have to wait to the end of the year to find out what God's going to do. You don't have to wait to the end of the week to find out what God's going to do. God says, I'm going to announce it from the very beginning. In fact, in, in Isaiah chapter 46 and 10, he says, I declare your end from the very beginning. See, that's the thing about prophecy that I want people to understand. When you hear a prophetic word, that is the end result. Did you hear that? The prophetic word is the end result. This is what I'm going to do. But God says, in order for you to get to the end result, he says, I'm going to tell you from the very beginning. And that's your starting line. You know, I, when I was in high school, I used to run track and I was running track and they, they say, runners, take your mark. Now you're getting down and you're, you don't stretched out and got ready to go and everything. He says, runners, take your mark and you're getting down, right? He says, get set. And everybody's set in there. 
they're in a stance and they're ready to go. And when he they fire that gun, that means go. And at that point, you take off running for what? The end line. He says when he prophesies, when you hear a prophetic word release, that's that's your this runner get take your mark. Come on, Bobby, take your mark. Come on, Susie, take your mark. Come on, Billy, take your mark. He says, now get set. He says, now when I release the word, he says, you start to go. He says, what are you doing? He says, I heard what you said, Father. You declared my end from the very beginning. So now I'm running this race with purpose. Now you're not just waking up in the morning and hoping something's going to happen to you, but you're running this race, believing that because I heard this word from the Lord, I'm running towards that finish line. Can I get one amen out there? Running towards this finish line. And see, it, the thing about it is, you're not running this race by yourself. See, he says in, 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 in Zechariah 4 6, he said, it's not by power. He said, it's not by might. He says, not on, in your own strength. It's not even in your own ability, he says, but it's by my Holy Spirit. So you have the Holy Spirit who's working with you in unison, who's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to direct you. He's going to show you the way that you should go. And he's going to tell you when you need to turn and go another way. See, God is so awesome that God, he, he does nothing in the earth without first sounding the alarm. In fact, he said to say this, he says, I do nothing in the earth without first telling my prophets. A and he says, and what do prophets do? They sound the alarm. True prophets sound the alarm, and when they sound the alarm, it alerts my people, God says, and he says, and I'm that I'm bringing them out. He says, I want you from the very beginning to tell them I'm bringing them out. Come on, say that with me. God is bringing me out. Now, we started talking last week about how God was delivering the children of Israel out of slavery in, in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 4. And in Exodus chapter four, he's telling Moses, Moses, this is what I need you to do. I need I'm, I'm telling you first, Moses, this is what's going to happen. God has heard your prayers. He's heard your requests. He's heard your petitions. He's seen your tears. He's seen your stresses. He's seen your agonies. And he's and, and you're wiping your tears and like, God, don't you hear me? And God, don't you understand? And God, don't you see what I'm going through? And God says, I've heard your requests. I've heard your prayers. He says, and I'm bringing you out. And then he told Moses, he says, he says, now, Moses, I've heard it. I've seen it. Everything that's going on now. I'm going to send you, Moses. And when you go, I this is what I want you to do when you get there. He said, he, so when, if you read Exodus 3, God is telling Moses of everything that how, how it all came about, how Moses was called into this from the foundation of the world. And Moses, this is what, I, this is what I've heard from my people. And I'm going to send you to deliver my people out of their bondage and out of their situation and circumstance. God can do nothing in the earth without using a man, without using a woman. He cannot do anything. See, for some people, for some people, they are the Moseses in your life. But for other people, you are the one God is going to use to bring them out of their situation and to bring them out of their situations and circumstances. So when we're talking about he's bringing you out, God says, I'm bringing you out so you can bring other people out. God is going to bring you out so he can bring so you can bring other people out. 
Now, when I first started reading this, I'm just being 100 transparent. When I first started studying this and he was saying, I'm going to bring you out, I'm going to bring you out. I know he's talking about test trials and tribulations, but he, what he said, he says, it's not this is I'm going to do it, but not the way that you're thinking I'm going to do it. He says, I'm bringing you out of the kingdom of darkness and I'm bringing you in to the kingdom of God. He says, I'm bringing you into my way of doing things. And before you click off and panic, listen to why he's going to do it. See, sometimes what happens is we hear, but we don't always hear. We see, but we don't always see. Because remember, God declares the end from the very beginning because he already knows what's coming. See, in according, he said, what do you mean he's going to deliver me from the kingdom of darkness and to the kingdom of God? Well, according to Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13, and according to Colossians 1 and verse 13, this is what he said. He says, for he had rescued us from the domain or the, the, the rulership of darkness and has transferred us delivered us into the kingdom of his dear son, into the kingdom of God, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. So God is bringing you out as a born again believer. He's brought you out of one kingdom and he's brought, he's brought you in to the kingdom of God. But so many people, God said, so many people have heard the word kingdom of God, but they don't know how to apply it to their everyday life. And he says, and I'm going to, I'm telling you from the very beginning, I'm telling you from the very start, this is what I'm going to do. And this is why I'm going to do it. Because remember, Jesus warns of troubling times ahead. That's what the book of the uh, Matthew chapter 24, verse four is a prophecy that Jesus is giving to his disciples because just like you, just like me, we they was asking him questions. And when they asked him a question, Jesus answered their question. They asked him three questions. When is all these things when the ruin of this temple is going to be in, in, in Rome? When are when is what are the indicators or the signs of your your uh, return, and when is the end of this age? Now, again, when people hear this, people will 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 hear it, and they will they will get into fear. But the hope is not to get you in fear. The thing is, is he's telling you all these things before they happen, so you know how to respond before they happen. He says this. He says Jesus said in Matthew chapter twenty four, verse four. He says this. He says. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. He says this. He says, at that time, deception will run rampant. Could anybody say deception is running rampant? He says, so beware that you are not fooled. He says, he says, for many will appear on the scene claiming my authority or saying about themselves. I am the anointed one. He says, and they will lead many astray. What deception does is deception leads people astray. He, and, and actually what deception does, it leads you into error. And he goes on to say this. He says, he says, you will hear of wars and revolutions on every side. All you got to do is cut the news on it. You can hear that right now. He says, he says, with war, he said, with more rumors of war, to come. He says, but don't panic or give in to fears. Say to your neighbor, don't panic or give in to fears. Turn to your other neighbor and say, neighbor, don't panic and give in to fears. Turn to your last neighbor and say, neighbor, don't panic 
and give in to fears. He says, don't panic or give in to fears for the breaking apart of this world system. The breaking apart of this world system is destined to come in. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. He says, but it won't yet be the end. He says, it, it will still be unfolded. He says, he goes on to say, he says, nation will be rising against nation. He says, nation will go to war against nation. He says, kingdoms against kingdoms. He says, and there will be terrible, uh, terrible earthquakes. And he says, and there also will be uh, horrible epidemics and famines in place after place. He says, this is how the birth pains, or this is how the birthing of the new age is to come. Now, when he's talking about new age, he's talking about the, the millennial age. He says, because I'm telling you all these things before they happen so that when they begin to happen, you won't be caught off guard and you won't be panicking and responding like everybody else. He says, because I'm, I'm bringing you out of the out of the world system, I'm bringing you off of the kingdom of darkness. I'm bringing you out of that Babylonian system over into the kingdom of God, so that when the world systems begin to fail, you won't be caught off hand, and you will know how to respond and still operate. And as you're operating according to the kingdom of God, you will be able to go back and teach other people how to operate according to the kingdom of God, so that when Calamity is going on all around them. Calamity won't be hitting your house. That's what this is all about. It's not a doom and gloom message. It's not, oh, woe is me. It's not, oh, what are we going to do? God says, I do nothing in the earth without telling my people first. And even after God tells you what's, gonna, what's going to come, he always tells you what to do. See, 2023. 2023 is a year of the blessing of the Lord. 2023 is the year of the blessing of the Lord. And according to Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22, according to Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22, it says this. It says, it says, it's the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and adds no sorrow to it. You know, if you read that in the Amplified, it says, it's the blessing of the Lord that makes you truly rich. And he says, and it adds no sorrow with it. Neither does toiling increase it. Now, what is the blessing of the Lord? And one of the definitions for the blessing of the Lord is prosperity. Now, I know you're going to be prosperity. He talked about that prosperity message. If you read the Bible, the word prosperity means just for you to have more than enough that you may be a blessing to someone else. And I'm going to show that to you here momentarily. Now it says the word blessing here, the blessing of the Lord or the prosperity of the Lord or the increase of the Lord makes you rich. That word rich means to accumulate, to grow, or to be rich. So he says the blessing of the Lord, the, the prosperity of the Lord makes you able to accumulate. It makes you able, to, it makes you rich. It also makes you gives you the ability to grow. He says, and in the process of you, you becoming rich and you be growing and um, being able to accumulate, he says, there will be no sorrow. That word sorrow again means toiling. It means to labor. So he says, the blessing, God's blessing upon you will give you the ability to be pros to have prosperity or to prosper in every area of your life. And he says, 
And, and when you're prospering, it's going to make you rich. Now, that word rich again means to it will make you to be uh, to able to accumulate. It makes you to be able to grow. And he says that it also makes you rich. Now, rich is not just talking about money because you can have a lo whole lot of money and be crazy. You just a crazy person with a whole lot of money or you can have a whole lot of money. And, you know, the thing about, I found out about money, money can buy your house, but it can't buy your home. Money can get you a date, but it can't, it can't produce you a, a wife or a husband. Money can buy you medicine, but money doesn't provide make you uh, well. Money is a tool and money is neither good nor bad. It's really dependent on your relationship with the money that depends on what which makes the situation either good or bad or your relationship with money, which causes you either to do whatever it takes to get it or you operate according to God's system, which we're going to get into, not tonight, but probably over the next couple of weeks about how his system operates so you know how to prosper, to increase according to the blessing that's upon your life, which will make you rich, give you the ability to accumulate, to grow and to be rich. And he says, and you won't have any sorrow or toiling or labor with it. Now, I'm going to take you to, you say, well, what's the blessing? Now, uh, the house is not the blessing. The car is not the blessing. The new job is not the blessing. The, bl the, the, the blessing is the empowerment of God that's on you that gives you the ability to be able to, to get those things. Now, I'm going to show it to you. Turn with me over to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8 is where I'm going to show this to you. Now, when you read Deuteronomy chapter 8, it says this. It says, it says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, I'm reading out of the new American Standard Bible version. It says this, but you shall remember, and this is a word for you. You shall remember that it, the Lord your God, for it is he who has given you the power to get wealth. He says that you, he may confirm his covenant with which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Now he, but God is saying this to the children of Israel. But God is also saying it to you and I. It is God who is giving you, giving you power to get wealth or power to get riches. The blessing is God's power upon you that causes you to prosper. It causes you to accumulate. It causes you to grow. It causes you to be rich. He says, and it's not based off of your toiling and it's not based off of your labor. He says, because toiling and laboring does not increase it. Now let's look at that word power there. It says God gives you power to get wealth. Now that word power has th is three different de definitions. That word power and also with the blessing will get, cause you to have three things, the three E's. Let's call them the three E's. Write these three E's down. The three E's is this. Power or, or blessing or empowerment will cause you to do the first E is enable you. The first E of this power means it's going to enable you, which means it's going to make able, it's going to supply you with power, physical or moral, to furnish with sufficient power or ability. In other words, he's going to enable you to get wealth. He's going to enable you to get riches. And, and he says, I'm going first, I'm going to enable you. He says, I'm going to enable you 
to be able to get wealth. He says, then I'm going to, second E, I'm going to equip you. To equip means he's going to give you legal or moral power, or I'm sorry, to um, to equip means to furnish with whatever is necessary. So he says, I'm going to enable you. I'm going to supply you with power or physical or moral to furnish you with sufficient power or ability. So I'm going to enable you with ability. He says, then I'm going to equip you with whatever is necessary for you to be able to get wealth. And he says, and the third thing I'm going to do, he says, I'm going to empower you. He says, I'm going to empower you, which means I'm going to give legal or more authority. I'm going to authorize you. I'm going to enable you. I'm going to empower you to be able to get wealth. I'm going to enable you to accomplish whatever task is before you. I'm equipping you for the new goals that are in front of you. He says, and I'm going to empower you to be able to go out there and walk in all the things that I'm going to do for you in this new season as you're operating according to the kingdom of God. Power is ability, or means, or strength, or might, or enablement, or equipping. So he's going to give you the ability. He's going to give you the means. He's going to give you the strength. He's going to give you the might. He's going to enable you. He's going to equip you to do what? To get wealth. So it's not like God just rains down money from a money tree and just says, here you go. Go do your thing. You have a part and God has a part. Did y'all hear that? You have a part and God has, has a part. And this, I'm going to tell you why he's going to bless you. I'm going to tell you why this is a year of the blessing. Remember, he's bringing you out so you can bring other people out. You say, oh, go ahead, prove that. I'm going to show it to you right here. Turn with me, if you will, to Genesis chapter 12. And this is where we're going to stop. Genesis chapter 12. God is bringing you out. He's bringing you out of one system to establish you in the kingdom of God system. Kingdom of God is a governing system. Kingdom of God is God's ability to meet the needs of mankind apart from the world system. The kingdom of God is a king. A kingdom of God is God's influence on a nation, on a territory or a domain with which will bring about his nature, his culture, and his lifestyle. God is bringing you out. And you see, uh, I'm going to share this with you too. The reason why God is bringing you off of the world system as you know it today is because the world system is dictated by your adversary, Satan. So what he would do is he would try to keep you busted, disgusted. He will keep you limited to because the world system is because he dictates it can he can try to keep you at one level and say you will never get any higher or i can keep this person from trying to promote you and i can keep this person because you're dependent on this person to give you the money and you're dependent on this person to, to give you the promotion and you're doing doing this and god told me one day he says promotion is of me he says i lift one up and i set another one down if you look to me for your promotion as a boss for a promotion. He says, I'll show you how to get there according to my way. Not mine, but God. Did y'all see that? But I'm going to show with you why he's enabling you, why he's empowering you, why he's equipping you. Genesis chapter 12, verse number one says this. It says, now the Lord said to Abram, go forth from your country 
and from your relatives and from your father's house to a land which I will show you. God's telling him, I'm blessing you, Abram, to be a blessing to others. He says, I'm going to bless you so you can be a blessing to others. He says, he goes on to tell, he says, to a land where I will show you, he says, I will make you a great nation. And he says, and I will bless you and I'll make your name great, Abraham. And he says, and you shall be a blessing. See, God wants you to be a blessing. And this is what he said. He says, and I will, God says, I will bless those who will bless you. He says, and he says, and the ones who curse you will, will be cursed. He says, and in you, all families of the earth shall be blessed. And God did not change his mind. Because remember, if you go and read in Galatians chapter three, it says, he says, if any man be in Christ, he is Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What is the promise? This is the promise. Abraham, I will bless you to be a blessing until all families of the earth have been blessed. Now, Abraham heard this word. God, God called him. God told him, Abraham, this is exactly what I want you to do. This is what I'm sending you. This is what I'm going to do with you. Now, Abraham had to hear the word. He had to receive the word. He had to believe the word. And then he, he said the word and then he acted out on what it is he said, now God told Abraham exactly what to do. Abraham was, was, was a moon worshiper, but God called him out of that situation and says, Abraham, I'm going to use you. I, remember, the same way he did with Moses, he told Moses exactly what he wanted to do. And then he says, okay, now, Abram, this is what I want you to do. Moses, this is what I want you to do. Felicia, this is what I want you to do. Billy, this is what I want you to do. Tom, this is what I want you to do. Whatever your name, say your name. Milton, this is what I want you to do. And this is the same thing God's saying to you and I. He says, I'm going to bring you out so you, I can bring you into my kingdom so you can bring others out of the world system. Now, what did Abram do when he heard what God said? It says, so Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went with, with them. Now, Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Aram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his nephew, and all their possessions, which they accumulated. Remember, is that word again? Accumulate. He says, and the persons which they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to the land of Canaan. Now, we're not going to talk about it this week, but that land was the promised land, the land that flowed with milk and honey. But see, Abraham is the initial seed. And when God was able to get Abraham to be the initial seed from Abraham, will be many more people blessed after, after Abraham because he, of his obedience. God went in, identified Abram, told Abram what he wanted to do. Abraham accepted what it is he wanted to do. And as a result of it, Abraham began walking in what it is God had said. The land that Abraham, Abram originally came into is the land of Canaan. And hundreds of years later, which we'll talk about probably the next week, hundreds of years later, Abram's descendants, Abraham, then it said, it says, 
and in you all families of the earth shall be blessed. And years later, Abram was able, because God had brought Abram out, Abram was able to bring other people out as well because the seed was sown and God was able to multiply that seed. I'm going to give you a little quick little nugget before we, so you can get off here. In God, the way that one of the principal ways of in operating according to God is found in Galatians, I apologize, Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. It says, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Now, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? Everything with God begins with a seed. Jesus was a seed. Remember, it says, God so loved, John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So what happened? God sowed Jesus as a seed. As a result of God sowing Jesus as a seed, he sowed him into the earth. And as a result, he got an abundant harvest. For those who are already in the body of Christ, and if that's not you yet, man, we're going to give you an opportunity to be able to do so tonight. Tonight, it's simple. God is bringing you out. God is bringing you out of one system so he can put you in his system. So when the world system begins to fall apart and begins to break away and all kinds of things are beginning to happen, you're seeing shortages here of food and, and shortages of resources here and gas prices going up and rent prices going up and, and job shortages are happening all around you. And you say, man, what am I going to do if this thing keeps happening? God says, I already got a solution. I already have an answer for you. And he says, and I've already sent my man and I'm one of his men. I've already sent my man to sound the alarm to blow the trumpet and let you know God already has a solution long before you ever had the problem. Now, if you've never received Jesus before as your personal Lord and Savior, or you became you were born again, but man, you turned your back on him, that that right there is starting point. Remember, runners take your mark, get set, let's go. So let's start. Let's start. If, it, if that wasn't you or even if you prayed that prayer before and you want to rededicate your life, you said, man, this is my day one today. I want you to pray this prayer with me right now and confess it with your mouth, meet it from your heart. And man, right now you will be born again. And, and it says it's, it's, it's simple. And it says this way. It says in accordance to Romans chapter 10, verses eight, nine and 10, it says this. It says, the word of God is near you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. It's the word of faith, which we preach that if you will confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. It says you shall be saved. It says for with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth salvation is made. Confession is made unto salvation. So I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. Confess it out of your mouth, mean it from your heart. Right now, in the name of Jesus, say this with me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. I believe he was put in a grave, but he's alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. I repent of sin. I'm sorry, Lord. I receive your offer 
of forgiveness. Right now, I'm born again. Right now, I'm in right relationship. And right now, I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you pray that prayer for the very first time, we want to welcome you into the kingdom of God, welcome you into right relationship, welcome you into right position. Man, what do you do now? You got to get in a good word-based church. What does a word-based church do? Teaches you about the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, about the kingdom of God, and how to operate according to the love of God. We know that Ignite Depot is such a place, and we will be honored to have you join us here each week at 6 p.m., each week at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time so we can share a practical word to show you how to operate according uh, in your everyday life, operating according to the kingdom of God. Because I've given you the five steps, but over the next uh, few weeks, we're going to take each step one at a time and break it down. What does it mean so you know how to operate according to the kingdom so you, and show you practical ways to do it so you can walk it out in your everyday life. Now, if you missed the broadcast here on Saturday, man, catch us on Thursday. We rebroadcast the same broadcast on Thursday at 6 p.m. And if you miss it, you can't because you're working, you're busy, and you want to hear it again, but you know you're going to be in your car going from place to place. Man, check out the uh, the podcast at Ignite to Life podcast. Again, the uh the name is Ignite to Life. You're seeing it at the streaming at the bottom there, Ignite to Life podcast, and you will be able to hear this message and all the other messages we played before. Now, on behalf of Pastor Juin and the entire Night Nation, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. And remember this, God is bringing you out. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you.